often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 579. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. My trusty sidekick, Agent Fox Mulder, is laying near my feet. He may attack at any moment. You heard me say his name. He kind of responded with it like, oh shit, he's talking about me. <laughs> Uh, it's like an hour before his last meal of the day, so he's going to probably flip out But before I finish this because he starts freaking out because he's, he's hungry, you know, before he, he's, uh, he will eat as long as there's food in front of him pretty much. And that, you know, the, the cat's got no self-control. <laughs> I don't think he... I don't think he stops when he, he's full, you know? And uh, usually like an hour before it's feeding time, he's like, fucking, I'm, uh, I'm fucking hungry. An hour, two hours. So at any moment, he could start lashing out, biting, clawing, gnawing at my, my legs. So this uh, <laughs> this might get interesting. Mm. I, uh made a purchase last night on the old Amazon and uh, I'm still rocking the Amazon Prime here lately and uh <laughs> I imagine throughout the rest of the year I'll, I'll keep it going I've been getting a lot more shit off Amazon and uh I've been putting in a lot of overtime lately so I figure I can I can afford it at the moment and so uh I uh I, I did a purchase last night of uh a straight razor kit. Let's see here. I'll look at the specific kit I bought. Now, I would, had been wanting to get like a straight razor for a long time. I hate getting the, the you know, like the regular razors. I have a shit Gillette Fusion, I guess, is the one I use. Uh, It's got like the five blades and shit on it. But replacement blades are a fucking fortune. I mean, I don't think I have to tell anybody that's ever shaved that razor blades are fucking expensive. And uh yeah, I don't I'm not even sure what the replacement blades cost at the moment, but I mean, if you're going to if you want to regularly use a sharp blade on like a like on a Gillette Fusion or whatever uh it, last I checked it was like 20 30 bucks. <laughs> For replacement blades, for like four, four replacement blades, and uh, so I just got in the habit of just using dull ass blades all the time. And uh, I well, I only shave like once a week, so it's not. I can use the same blades for quite a long time, and uh, if, if I don't, even if I'm using sharp blades, man, my my skin breaks out. My fa- my my skin on my face is it's sensitive. So I got to be nice to it. <laughs> and uh also, you know, shaving takes time. I I don't I don't want to spend my life shaving. So uh 
Anywho, yeah, uh, a lot of the reason why I thought about getting a straight razor, and I I wanted I wanted to get one that you can sharpen, not with the uh, disposable blades. Um, this one I I purchased though does have like the disposable ones. The the straight uh, the blades though for these are like super cheap. It's just I mean it's literally a fucking razor blade. <laughs> you can buy them fairly cheap. Um. But uh, it's it is a straight razor though, and uh, <clears throat> which kind of makes me nervous just looking at it, like trying to shave with this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I like this. I I've only had a straight razor cut one time, and it was my last trip to Ireland. I had to cutthroat shave at a barber shop. I believe it was 2017. I last went there. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, 2017, the last year I went there. And you know what? Maybe <laughs> maybe it wasn't the last year. It could have been the second. It was probably the second time now that I'm, I'm thinking about it because I feel like I did it before the last marathon I did there, and that would have been 2016. Either way, it was one of the trips in Ireland. Yeah, I guess that had to be my sec- my second trip there. That I it, it's coming back to me. I was my second trip there. Doesn't really matter. I I did it to get ready for a uh, game day for uh, <laughs> my last marathon there. I wanted to be freshly shaven, and I didn't want to have to bring razor blades like on in my my baggage. And uh, you know you're that's you got to go by the rules and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? I'll just get a. I never had a cutthroat shave. Let's go do that. Uh, there's plenty of barber shops around that that do that uh, where I was staying in Galway. So I was like, let's get a cutthroat shave. And uh I, I it it was uh, I was a little nervous <laughs> doing it. it was it was a lady. She seemed very nice. I couldn't tell you what her name was. We didn't talk. Normally when I get my hair cut, there's at least a little bit of banter. A little bit of banter between myself and the uh hairstylist or uh, cutter, whatever <laughs> the proper term is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, usually when I'm getting my hair cut, there's, there's a bit of conversation going on. Um, I, probably for the best, there was zero conversation through, throughout this cutthroat shave. Um, <laughs> which is a little bit difficult to do, I would imagine, when you have someone with a straight razor to your throat. <laughs> That could just slice you open at any moment and end your life. <laughs> I was not lost on the fact that she could easily just cut my whole throat open. <laughs> Give me a, what is it, a Columbia necktie? What is it? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so I was a little nervous doing that. And, and I, I thought, man, I was hoping. She was an older lady, and I was just thinking, man, you know, she's... Probably in a few relationships. I hope that I don't remind her of anyone that wronged her in some way. Or she, you know, just someone she knew. It doesn't have to be someone she was in a relationship or just fucked. But, you know, either way. Or, you know, maybe I was wearing the wrong color. Who knows? They're just having an off day. It's a very (laughs) precarious situation to be in. To just sit there while somebody's got a razor to your throat. With that being said, she only like nicked me once, um, and it it wasn't too bad. 
but like uh man it was it took like a half an hour there was a whole she went through like a whole process there was like lathering of you know the shaving cream uh there was uh and i forgot to put my phone on silent um but uh there was there was shaving cream there was a few different creams i don't know but it made my face feel nice it was quite a it was a relaxing thing you know even though there was the one good little nick there uh and uh man it was it was i've never had a smoother shave and i was like man i'd love to be able to do that myself one day because uh, it was just like uh very relaxing and like man it took a while for that hair to grow back and i was like this this is great if i just did that like once a week man oh i'd be i'd look like i'd a, a 10 years younger <laughs> uh i hate fa- gr- i've grown facial hair out a few times now and it I, it just gets annoying like a week's worth of stubble's not not a big issue but uh like uh yeah growing it out for you know a couple of months that's ju- yeah get just food stuck in there it's just like you feel it constantly just not not a fan of it well, if I ever do go back to like shaving my head, I feel like I need to have a little bit of facial hair to just to like level myself off. <laughs> I don't want to look too much like uh like I don't know, powder. <laughs> the uh the the movie, the Sean Patrick Flannery's character where he had no hair anywhere. I'm afraid people might start thinking I'm sick. I have a weird color to my skin unless I've been like uh, out in the sun a lot. Like a, like a greenish skin. And, you know, if I have no hair, I, I'm afraid people are going to start wondering if I, if I am ill. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I ordered this kit. So I'm going to be doing it myself, which I think is almost more nerve-wracking, perhaps, than having a stranger with a knife to my throat. Now it's me with a knife to my throat. And uh, we'll see. <laughs> I mean... My, Usually my hands are fairly steady, but it's like, man, uh, you got a really sharp blade. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid I'm going to kill myself. I just want to have a wound <laughs> that might send me to the ER or just, you know, it just takes forever to get the fucker to stop bleeding. Uh, it's a little bit different when you got uh, like a dis- cheapy like big disposable razor or uh like a Gillette Fusion. A nick off there is not the, you know, I've had some like deeper gashes with those, but I mean you really got to it's got the protective shit around it that it makes it a little difficult to do. The straight razor, there's no protection, man. <laughs> it's just a straight blade. I'm sure there's a bit of a learning curve. Like uh I'm a, I'm thinking of the movie Predator, the original that is. I the uh, I'm not sure on the actor's name, but uh, I think he was the one originally with the minigun. Because I feel like Jesse Ventura wasn't the original one with the minigun. Uh, now I'm gonna have to look. Fuck. <laughs> uh, IMDb this shit. But there's the scene in the Predator where there's a straight razor being used. And uh, see here, there's more than one Predator film named The Predator, but I want the original, directed by John McTiernan. 
uh, not Carl Weathers. <laughs> Bill Duke. He played Mac. Mac was the character. Okay. And uh, you know, it's been a while since I watched the orig- original. I've got it. Got it in 3D. But I'd have to put in. My PS5 doesn't play 3D things, uh, though my television is 3D. I'd have to hook up, like, my, was it the PS4 or the PS3? Whichever one <laughs> had the 3D capability. I don't really even remember now. Anywho, um, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't reco- matter if he had the minigun. But uh, he was, uh, Mac was uh, using the straight razor. At that one point, and then the, he he cuts himself uh, with the straight razor, and that's that's what I think of when like cutting myself with the straight razor is Mac in the jungle with the straight razor. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh, there's some trivia. Hold on, there's some trivia here. I I I'm just kind of interested in this. The film provided a variety of hardships for the actors, such as leeches, snakes stifling humidity, heat, and rough terrain. All of the night scenes were filmed during freezing cold temperatures, which was especially hard on Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, which I don't know why I said it like that, but uh, during the latter half of the film, when the mud he had to wear, actually pottery clay, became cold and wet. He was warned it would take his body temperature down a few degrees, and he shivered nonstop. He was covered in mud. Even when they tried to heat him with lamps, it just made the clay dry out. He tried drinking Jagger tea, a schnapps mixture to warm him. Uh, Jagger tea. Uh, I guess it's uh, fucking uh, Austrian or German. Jagger tea, a schnapps mixture to warm him up. But uh, that just got him drunk. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty good. (laughs) He's just getting drunk. Uh, Yeah, straight razors, though. As uh, it, I always just think of that scene where he's cutting himself with a straight razor, which not I don't know why that would like entice me to buy one, but because <laughs> he does just like cut himself with a straight razor. Uh, <clears throat> he had a nice smooth shave though. I gotta say, and that's that's what I really love about the straight razors, and I feel like I'm gonna save money eventually over time. By getting a straight razor, though this one, you know, I don't, I can't sharpen the blade. But I figured, why spend so much money or extra money on the stone sharpening stone and all that stuff if I I end up, you know, not liking shaving with the uh, straight razor, which it might be difficult for me. So I figured, uh, let's just start with the disposable one. Uh, maybe we'll we'll graduate to a more expensive one then I could buy a real nice just the blade was separate from the uh, the other stuff because this ki- this is a kit I got here it's the Anbas shaving set with badger brush stand and bowl shaving soap straight razor with bag 10 pieces blades shaving kit for men which you can get it with the uh, straight razor that uh it's not like disposable blades where it's just a solid blade where you keep sharpening it. And, uh, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> this kit seems, I mean, it's, I I looked through all the kits they had on Amazon, I think. 
I don't know. There's a fuck ton of them. Um, even the more expensive ones, the reviews were about the same, like on all of them. Four stars, four out of five stars seems to be the <laughs> mainly what you see for these kits. And uh, there's a couple of them. Like this one was forty dollars. That was another you know thing. I didn't want to spend hundreds of dollars on a fucking straight razor kit with like a Japanese steel blade. Oh, that just sounds awesome. Japanese steel. I mean, just makes me think of samurais. Just like, yeah. There was some with Damascus steel. Um, which, you know, I believe is supposed to be stronger steel. You get the Damascus. It's got the cool look to the blade. But again, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know that I need to go out of the gate just spending a fortune on this shit. I figure let's let's just get some cheaper shit and then uh maybe further on down the road I'll decide this is this is great. I'm gonna spend some more. And uh Yeah, as of right now I just got this one. It's got like uh the holder for the brush is just some plastic stand. Some of those kits get some really nice like stainless steel uh deals to hang the brush and everything that uh look much nicer. Uh but this one does have it appears to be a stainless steel bowl. Yeah, that one's the bowl is stainless steel uh, for putting your you getting your lather, getting your lather on. Uh but uh oh, I'm seeing how you make the lather. I that was one of the best part was just getting that br- lather in the that so when I got the cutthroat shave and just getting that on the face and just that feeling how open up my pores were. I'm really going to have to watch some YouTube videos uh, on how to do a cutthroat shave because, like, again, I am a little nervous that I might fucking cut myself <laughs> and fuck it up. I know there's a whole process to it. And, uh, oh, no, another movie, actually, now that I think about it, there, where there's a cutthroat shave scene is Gangs of New York. Now, I haven't watched that in years, but I went and saw that in the theater, and I do believe I have that on DVD. Um, but, yeah, that there's a scene in there where, uh, uh, I don't remember, I don't think it's Leo that's doing the cutthroat shave. I Was it, fuck, it's been forever since I've seen that. Was it Liam Neeson that plays Leo's father? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Whether it is or not, somebody somebody does a cutthroat shave at the beginning of that film. <laughs> Martin Scorsese uh, classic there. I don't think it's Daniel Day-Lewis that's doing the cutthroat shave. I think it's... Anyway. <laughs> I digress yet again. Um. So, yeah, if I die <laughs> next, next weekend, it might be because I goofed up. <laughs> Uh, there was a there was a shaving incident, and uh, <laughs> apparently I didn't watch enough videos beforehand. This is me uh, just giving you know a, a I wouldn't say there's a eulogy, but <laughs> for uh, anybody that finds my body, I'm like, what happened? He he tried to give himself a cutthroat shave <laughs> and failed. Uh, maybe I should teach. Agent Mulder here, 
some first aid, you know, what he should do if I maybe I'll make sure to leave the door open. So I don't know. Can a cat like <laughs> can their lick somehow like stop up a wound and stop it from bleeding out? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> You could maybe just maybe if he just laid over my neck when it was like cut open and his fur would just kind of help the blood uh, coagulate. <laughs> nah, what am I saying? He's probably just gonna eat my face before I'm e- even officially dead. If he sees me laying on the floor bleeding out, yeah, I'll give him I'll give him credit. He'll wait at least an hour after I'm dead before he eat my face. Though that blood might make it extra tempting. I'm not sure. Is it like blood? like a, a delicacy for cats is that do, does they, do they really crave it from where I stand with milk and ice cream and such I mean uh, cats can't taste like sugar what they really crave and why they like milk and ice cream and that sort of shit is the fat so um, <laughs> I don't know about blood though blood's a different situation I mean, they are carnivores, right? I mean, like tigers and shit. Like, they'll fucking rip into, like, you know, animals and just fucking, like, eat the the blood. I don't know that domestic cats are necessarily (laughs) carnivores. I don't know that many people feed. Oh, you know what? I do do recall a guy I used to work in uh, restaurants with many, many, many years ago that used to bring his cat steaks home. Which uh the Shelly actually used to uh live with him for a while. He was a roommate. And uh yeah, the guy would feed the cat steaks from work. Would bring that shit home. And this cat is one of the fattest cats I'd ever fucking seen. <laughs> like <laughs> obesely fat. Uh so you know if I should uh expire doing this at least the cattle you know eat well i guess for a little while before hopefully hopefully somebody will find uh will come check on me before you know the cat runs out of uh sustaining fuel and uh the uh <laughs> the auto feeder runs out i'll just make sure before i shave myself that the uh, that i feed the automatic, or I filled the automatic feeder. I feed the automatic feeder? <laughs> I guess you're sort of feeding it. It's an inanimate object, but I'll be putting food in it. Um, I'll make sure that's full before I do the shave, just in case, you know, shit goes horribly wrong and the cat, you know, has to live on his own for a, a few days. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, hopefully it's not a complete massacre when somebody comes and finds me as, uh, that's that's a concern, man. You know, I live by myself, and uh, you know, I think about that, like uh, like dying, and then just like, oh man, I hope. Well, however, it happens, <laughs> I feel like I'm more likely to die at home than I am uh, anywhere else. Cause like, I don't go many places anymore. I can't afford to. Uh, I used to think I would die out and about. <laughs> <laughs> like, I used to have the fear that I was going to die in a car accident uh, at nighttime because my vision gets a little shitty. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't dr- like driving so much. I mean, I I do it all the time. But, 
here lately, you know, I drive not even two miles to work. <laughs> and I drive to the grocery store. Like, the odds of me going out in a car accident seem very low. And I'm rarely even out driving at night. <laughs> so, uh, I, I feel like... the. Unless, like, I die in some crazy accident at work or something, that I'm most likely going to die at home. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, man, what what are people going to find when they get in here? And it's just like, I feel bad. I I would feel bad for them to find, you know, just this rotting corpse. And especially if it's been eat the face has been eaten off by a cat. <laughs> I feel like it'd be better, you know, if, uh, you know, somebody found my body like immediately like while it was still fresh like that would be uh not as traumatic i <laughs> think just like the it just coming in you know like a week two weeks later when it's just this horrid rotten smell i would think though that you know eventually the, like i do share walls with my neighbors that maybe they'd call the cops like smelling some rancid death and that, you know, if the cops bust down the door, that, you know, they're at least probably seen, you know, there's a good chance, you know, maybe they're a newer cop. They haven't been through <laughs> their shit. But I'm sure that, uh, you know, EMS and cops have seen some shit <laughs> and smell it. Uh, but, you know, to have a friend come check on me and just, uh, like, uh, uh, be the one to just, that that seems the worst to me. To just like find a rotting dead corpse <clears throat> that's been mangled by a cat. <laughs> neck is all fucking. There's coagulated blood everywhere from slicing and <laughs> throat. I think though, like it'd be pretty obvious if I went out by you know accidentally cutting my, severing uh, a major artery <laughs> while shaving. Though. Would it be obvious that it was an accident? That's the thing. I'm not sure it would be. I mean, hopefully, like, you know, if it just seemed like, uh, like, I mean, I would assume my body would fall over. But would they know it was an accident? I'm going to state here for the record, if it happens, it was a fucking accident. I don't feel like dying right now. <clears throat> I highly doubt that's going to change next week. <laughs> but. uh yeah, I'm really selling myself on the idea of the cutthroat shave. I'm so excited to be <laughs> getting this. Fuck. I'm going to be so nervous. Man, putting that blade to my face. That will be that will be something. Um but uh oh yeah, that's uh I guess I need a little bit of excitement though. You know, I haven't like traveled overseas in years now and uh I haven't done anything like going on any crazy rides or anything. And I, I do like a good adrenaline rush. Although, I mean, I'll be nervous doing it. I don't think my adrenaline's going to go through the roof while I'm <laughs> shaving myself. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's that's uh, something to look forward to. I imagine I'll be doing that before I record the next podcast. So if there's not another podcast, you'll know what happened. Oh, with that being said, I feel like there was other things we were going to talk about. But I'm going to have to clear my brain from thinking about just uh, <laughs> accidentally. Like, oh, man, I, I would hate to have to go to the emergency room because I cut myself <laughs> from shaving. 
Ugh. <clears throat> I'm going to be so nervous doing that. Damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I almost, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I almost went with the one you could, you could, uh, actually uh get the blade where you can sharpen it and, and whatnot and that's not disposable but yeah thankfully i came to my senses didn't spend a fuck fuck ton on it and hopefully i think i'm turning the corner a little bit with uh the idea of <laughs> buying more guitars at the moment <laughs> it's like looking at uh more stuff and just you know i feel like pl- the guitars i have is, should be enough Again, it's not like I'm in a band and play out. I just play at home. It's uh, you know, and I. It's not like I even, you know, if I was in a band, at least playing out, at least I'd make some money, presumably. If you know, I'm going to shows and everything, you would hope that uh, I, I'd make a little bit of money, so that way I could justify buying other shit. <laughs> like this is just for my entertainment at home this is why i buy the stuff i'm not playing for any other person it's just strictly me at home uh but uh yeah i know that uh there is the uh the the gibson dg335 that is the dave Grohl 335 that uh, they're supposed to be releasing new additions on that uh, they never really they've Kind of, well, I guess this is an interview of some sort. Dave Grohl, this was months ago. I, I think I may have even talked about it on the podcast. Uh, so they sort of teased an Epiphone version of it, which there's never been a version Epiphone version of it in the past, but they had sort of teased it with uh, Dave Grohl posing for a picture with ADG 335 Epiphone in black and white, too. So you got all these internet sleuths. Like colorizing the photo to figure out what color it actually is. <laughs> so there's at least a prototype for an Epiphone version. Um, that being said, like, you know, I was really wanting, like, man, I should get this DG335. And I was like, man, if I'm going to get it, like, I once, you now that I've experienced a Gibson, a true Gibson, and then I bought another Epiphone after that, it's like, man, it's just not the same as the Gibson. <laughs> and uh, seeing that they were, I love the Foo Fighters. I love me some fucking Dave Grohl. He is he is a legend amongst men. True fucking legend. Love that man. And uh, <clears throat> I knowing that they were going to release another version of his guitar, I was like, oh, fuck. I should I should get that and and a Gibson, but in reality, they were talking about. I mean, there's no real details on them actually doing other than Gibson CEO Cesar uh, did an Instagram story where he let people ask him questions, and then said somebody said, "Will you do a standard run of uh, the DG three thirty five?" And uh, he just replied back with a sure or yes. <laughs> like, that would be epic. Basically confirming, like, oh, yeah, that's in the works. And then, of course, you know, that was before Dave Grohl. 
came out with the uh, picture where he's got the Epiphone DG335. But damn it, I think I'm just falling for their marketing. <laughs> just following Cesar on Instagram and everything. Like I did with the tool stuff, man. Like I never felt that I needed to have an app and Adam Jones, uh, Appam? <laughs> Adam Jones signature Les Paul. But that was before they had an Adam Jones signature Les Paul. I mean, I could have researched his fucking guitar had I, you know, really wanted to sound like Adam Jones that badly. I could have researched his guitar and then, uh, you know, I would never have gotten the money to get <laughs> a Gibson custom shop model from the 70s even before it became like hugely popular popular i mean i guess i could have i could have before gibson put out all these adam jones signatures i'm thinking it was several grand less <laughs> for these silver bursts i mean i could have gotten at least a custom shop that wasn't like a 79 and uh you know put different pickups and stuff in there and spent probably close to what I did on this Gibson standard here. But my point being, it's like, holy shit. I like the way they marketed it. Like they teased the fact that Adam had a signature guitar at least a year before they released much details about it at all. Like they had Adam Jones. It was all on Instagram. It's like, I spend too much time on Instagram. I didn't even get really put that many pics up on Instagram except for regularly on my here lately I've been put more of Agent Fox Mulder here because he's got his own Instagram page but uh I used to love just you know putting pictures up but now I follow Adam Jones and Cesar mainly on Instagram and it's like holy fuck um I totally as soon as I saw that he was like uh, I followed Adam for a long time on Instagram when I saw that he had Teased the fact that he was going to get a Gibson custom shop guitar. I was like, holy shit, that would be fucking awesome. Just the, the fact that he teased that they were building is like, holy shit. And at the time, I had no interest in buying any guitars. <laughs> I was I was totally fine with the, I don't know, four guitars I had at that point. I'm thinking, yeah, I guess by that point I had four guitars. Now I have seven. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And there used to be, like, big gaps, like, years in between guitar purchases. And now, uh, within the, you know, I bought two within the same year <laughs> this year. And uh, the previously before that, the last time was at least, like, three or four years in between. Um, and then before that, I don't know, like, 10 to 15. <laughs> well, no, not quite, but it, it was at least... Several years in between purchases. And, uh, you know, it's it's a problem. The the gases, they call it, the uh, guitar acquiring syndrome or something, uh, <laughs> I believe is what they call it, gas, or gear acquiring syndrome, Some, something along those lines. I know they refer to it as gas. I'm not sure exactly what the acronym stands for at the moment. Um. But uh, I got bad gas. What can I say? <laughs> it's because of the marketing they had on Instagram. It's like, 
when he teased the fact that he was getting a Gibson, I cannot speak tonight. Um, Gibson custom shop model. I knew the prices of a Gibson custom shop guitar and that I would never be able to afford that unless, of course, I won the lottery uh, or, you know, sold a kidney, that sort of thing. Um, that was before I even had a mortgage. <laughs> I was well aware, like, ooh, I can't afford that. Uh. But uh, I, you know, I was like, "Ooh, that that'd be really cool," and I, I wanted to see it. And I never thought, like, "Yeah, I'm gonna buy one of those custom shop models." But I was aware too, though. You know, eventually they would have some cheaper models. And uh, I didn't initially go, you know what? I'm gonna fucking buy this thing. But after seeing all the videos, once they did release the custom shop models, and I just watched all these videos on it, and I just. I've always been very interested in uh, the craftsmanship and watching videos and stuff about guitars being built. And uh, <clears throat> just being mesmerized by that shit and just uh, as I was getting into these custom shop models and I was just like, oh. there was the VOS like aged and signed one, which initially I think was like 10, 10 grand. Like that was definitely out of my wheelhouse. There's no fucking way I could ever justify that for myself. Spend like uh racking up 10 grand in debt just for a guitar. Um but then they had the regular custom shop model which was initially like 6 grand. I was like, "Well, <laughs> 4 grand cheaper is not <laughs> not helping me out a whole lot, but it's like that's getting a little bit more <laughs> reasonable." <laughs> I mean, you get the regular one, custom shop model now. I'm thinking that one's like ten grand, and then the VOS age is probably something like twenty grand. I don't know. I haven't priced them in a while. Uh, reverb, you know, and uh, eBay and all that. They 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 tend to fluctuate on that stuff. And now that there is cheaper models of the Adam Jones, it might have drive the price back down on that stuff. I'm not real sure. Um, but then of course, after just what you know, just uh jerking off basically to watching all these YouTube videos on the uh, custom shop Gibsons of the uh, signature Mr. Jones, which every time I say that like that, I just have counting crows blaring through my head. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I've just really just like, Ooh, there was like a de- desire for it, but I was like, there was, I knew that the only way I would get one of these custom shop models is again, if like I, I mere luck, I'd have to win a lot of money. (laughs) There was no way I was going to do that by putting myself in way more debt than I already was in and currently am. (laughs) Then of course, they had to finally tease the fact that there was going to be a standard USA version of the uh, the Adam Jones signature and an Epiphone. And uh, there, it rehashed a dream of mine from when I was 15 years old that I wanted a, a real Gibson. And uh, it's like, holy fuck. I was like, you know what? I'll never. And my thought was like, 
I I hadn't. It was a it was a dream that just kind of faded because uh, over time I just st- after years of like when I first started playing guitar I played it like every day and like. <clears throat> Uh, I wish I would have had lessons and had more of a uh, <laughs> structure to my uh, playing and stuff. Because like, even though I was playing every day, uh, it was I was not that great, and uh, had I had access to the things I have now, like YouTube and shit, I feel like then I would have um, become a much better player. Hell, maybe actually joined a band or something. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, that dream kind of faded when, uh, you know, I just kind of would uh, only passively play guitar. I'd get into it for a little while, you know, have a couple of months after years of like being really into it. And, uh, the desire to be like, you know what? I have to have a Gibson just kind of faded, <laughs> but then the Adam Jones thing and their fucking Instagram <laughs> brought me back in. It was like uh, the Godfather. They just keep pulling me back in. <laughs> and then just like uh, I, as soon as I got in my head with that post that Mr. Jones did with the uh, showing that there was going to be a USA uh, Gibson standard line model. I was like, that's it. That's my Gibson. That is the Gibson I will own. And that was like, the thought was like, that's going to be my only Gibson. <laughs> And then it didn't take too long after having the damn thing that were like, you know what? You know what's better than having one Gibson? Having multiple Gibsons. Uh, <laughs> which now that I've got like half the guitar paid off, essentially. <laughs> I am, you know, I, I've definitely like, ooh, I could... Well, of course, before like ha- getting halfway paid off, I definitely thought about in knowing about the DG three thirty fives. Like, holy shit, I have to get that guitar. But that one, man, that one's gonna be more expensive than the Adam Jones because it's a a big hollow body guitar, and they just are more expensive in general. Uh, thankfully, it's not a figured top on it. Like it's like a flat paint like that drive stuff up and I'd really probably prefer <laughs> like an ES335 with like a quilted maple top on it that would be fucking amazing but that would be like an extra thousand dollars though you get the AAA maple or flame top and it's good the, the the quilted maple is like really I think generally at least a couple hundred bucks more than the flamed <clears throat> I could be wrong on that it tends to be more pricier, but, uh, uh, there, uh, I don't know something about the DG three thirty five. I just love Dave Grohl. I think what it is, I just want to sound like the Foo Fighters <laughs> and be able to play Foo Fighters stuff. And I don't really need it, but, uh, a Gibson DG thirty five for that. I really don't. <laughs> Although the Adam Jones, I really feel like, man, after I got that, I mean, I've learned a lot of tool. And uh, there is something about, you know, having that in my hand. I mean, I fucking love that guitar. And uh, I haven't loved playing guitar like this, like pre-having that guitar and, you know, shit. 
Over a decade. I'd have, well, I mean, there was times where I got back into it for a while. Like, I, when Chris Cornell died, I was watching a lot of his solo stuff. And uh, I got back into playing acoustic guitar. And I bought an Epiphone uh, Dove Pro, which I still love that guitar. I still have it. Uh, I don't feel like I need a Gibson version of that. That's like six grand. <laughs> Well, I think you might be able to pick some up for four grand. But that Epiphone's fine. That that Epiphone Dove Pro is fantastic. It was like three fifty, I think, when I initially bought that. I think that was worth every penny. And uh I haven't really had much problems with that. <laughs> uh fantastic guitar. Um but for some reason, man, having that Gibson Adam Jones that I have here, that la- uh, nitrocellulose lacquer. I mean, it's a different feel to the neck. And uh, I don't know, there is something, there is something to it. I mean, there's a, the, the craftsmanship of it. And, and like, I guess, you know, I'm thankful I haven't played a Gibson acoustic. And it really had that, but I, I was never like wanted like a Gibson acoustic so much. I always felt like, oh, I can just have a cheaper version of that. <laughs> it's like say Epiphone. And uh there's something with those electric guitars though, and having that nitrocellulose lacquer, which, you know, if you know, the most like like cheaper guitars, they tend to have the uh polyurethane. Which polyurethane, I mean, you can beat the shit out of that. And that finish is going to stick around. Nitrocellulose. <laughs> it's not that way. You breathe on it. <laughs> it's going to wear off. And uh, there's a lot of uh, wear and tear gets on that. But, like, I mean, there's just a different, really a different feel. It's weird. Like, it, you have to, it, <laughs> you would think, you know, the, uh, the finish that would be uh, withstand more would be more expensive without realizing, you know, there's there's the uh, tonal differences, which I don't know that that should really matter on an electric guitar. I think the, the pickups are more what drives the tone of gu- guitar. <coughs> People get into, like, the tone woods and all that shit. I think it's probably bullshit when it comes to an electric guitar for the most part. <laughs> The pickups, man. The pickups and the amp seem like the most important part. Um, but that being said, like there is uh, the feel of it is just totally different. And I do like there is something cool to seeing it like age. Like uh like a like a fine wine. Just like it it's better vintage. And uh like when the the finish starts wearing down on the neck, it gets you, like I've had this thing for almost a year now, and it's starting like it's. I play it every day, but it's not like I'm like gigging with it or anything like that. So it's not get it. It's getting used, but it's not going like crazy overboard. Like I got a little bit of bucket uh, bucket buckle rash on the back, but I don't play standing up that much, so it's not really receiving a whole lot of that. I've got a little couple marks on the neck. From just putting it on stands and shit. <clears throat> um, but man, it's so crazy, like how you can easily put a like a dent in that finish compared to like the the poly. And uh, 
it's like the wood is like softer. <laughs> it's not, uh, it's just not a like a hard finish. <clears throat> but it's, man, the, the feel of it is just fantastic. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> like I, I was just saying, I think what led me into this, I was starting to make the, the term like, you know what? I don't need to buy more shit. Which I am starting to kind of feel that way with like the DG335. After playing like this Epiphone... Noel Gallagher signature, uh, like I feel like, like eh. But then again, it's an Epiphone. If I just put another Gibson in my hands, it might be <laughs> feel differently. I think would uh, I like playing that the uh, Epiphone Noel Gallagher, but I'm not crazy about the pickups. The tuning keys are really small, and. Uh, <clears throat> I I just feel like uh, knowing how much like Gibson's cost, it, it's making it to where like you know I don't really need to buy more of the shit. <sighs> Although I'd still really like to have like an SG, and there is a good sh- chance that like uh, I might consider like buying the DG three thirty five. I feel like that would be a mistake though, mainly because of the fact that I I don't need more debt. <laughs> I I would I feel like though like if I was going to get one like in a one I could justify more is getting like the Tony Iommi SG cuz like I'd love to have an SG with the P90s maybe it wouldn't have to be the Tony Iommi maybe I get one slightly cheaper but I don't know I like that Tony Iommi signature that one's uh that one's pretty nice and there's there's plenty of them available currently and uh, like I, they're going for twenty four hundred new, and you, I think on like reverb and stuff, you can see plenty of them around like seventeen, eighteen hundred, and uh, that's a lot more justifiable than three to four thousand dollars. It's like you know half, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like though now, like to be a little bit more responsible. I I was earlier. I was like, you know, I don't, I shouldn't buy any more guitars. And uh, I was like, you know, I should at least find a place <laughs> where I can play the stuff. Like that's the big problem with how I buy guitars now. There's not, I mean, there's like a music stop uh, store here in town, River City Music. But you know, they don't carry the stuff that I really want to play in there. Like they have some nice guitars and I'm sure maybe they could get one in of one. I was like, Ooh, but I don't think they're going to get one in if I just want to play it, you know, if I just want to try it out, test drive it. So I'm not going to buy it. What the fuck are they, you know, why are they going to get a Gibson in there? <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> but, uh, I would, I feel like I should, uh, at least with the, the SG, like if I'm really serious about getting the Tony Iommi one, to get to a store that has one in stock. And unfortunately, <laughs> there's just not that many music stores around that have that sort of thing in stock. There is one apparently in St. Louis. I'll pull the name of that up again. Um, Uh, Eddie's Guitars, which I have not been to. Uh, <clears throat> apparently, you have to make appointments to go see this fucking thing. 
which already makes it like I feel like oh that's kind of like I just want to go in and just like play one. I don't want to make them make it seem like I'm gonna buy the fucking thing because <laughs> it'd also be a brand new one. Man, these pictures of that look fit. They took some really nice p- photos. That's another thing, you know. Under the right circumstances, you know, the lighting, everything, you can make a guitar seem just way more exciting. <laughs> and they did a very good job on these photos. Um, and uh, I should probably stop looking at those photos because I'm going to be like, you know what, I'm going there next week. <laughs> but uh, I feel like I, I should definitely go, at, at least, you know, I th- I'm sure River City at least has some SGs. I can at least try it out. Because I don't even know if I like playing an SG. I always wanted to own an SG. But that being said, I don't know that I really like playing an SG. <laughs> there's uh, there's, there's that. I've always felt weird, though, playing guitars like in a music store and stuff. I don't know. I guess I was never meant to be a live musician because <laughs> I never felt comfortable playing in front of people in general. Uh, but that being said, though, I can play a lot better now, so I feel like I should be way more comfortable playing in a music store now. Like, that should not be an issue. Uh, I can play stuff that might impress people, maybe. At least a couple people. Not like people that are really good at guitar, but people that uh, play the guitar a little bit and be like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> what do you got going on there? Uh, anyway, yeah. <sighs> Man, I sh- it's dangerous, though, just thinking about going and trying out, like, guitars and stuff. Because I feel like, I, like I'm like i in a place where it's start the, the enthusiasm for buying new shit is dying down. And I, I don't need to reignite that enthusiasm by uh, going out and, uh, you know, like, uh, taking a hit off something. It's like, you know, when you're trying to stop doing drugs... You know, go, you know what? <laughs> I should try this new other drug. <laughs> just just a sample. I know I have the problem with heroin. <laughs> but how about I just go over here and I try this other drug. <laughs> That's not a good way for this. This is not how I get rid of gas. <laughs> uh, though maybe I'd find that I, I enjoy playing NSG at say river city. And, uh, I don't think that they have a whole lot in the way of like Gibson models. I think they have more affordable stuff. I'm sure I know they have like fenders and stuff and they have Epiphones, but I don't know that they have any Gibsons. So at least there, if I was like, you know what, this guitar is pretty fantastic. It would probably be an Epiphone model. And, uh, I, I hopefully not. Now I'm going to look to see if they have, uh, I'll look to see if they have any fucking, oh, this is a bad idea. Like Gibson's, you sons of bitches. Uh, oh, they don't have much. Lo- yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think they had much listed on their website. They don't have their full inventory showing on there. Well, they have the EVH guitars, which I think those are kind of more pricey. Um, I don't know that they have Gibsons, though. They, there's an Epiphone. I wish I could just search to see if they have. Yeah, they got a bunch of Epiphone. They do have some SGs in stock there. There is the SG Special, which 
normal special, not the Iomi. They do have an, I mean, uh, Epiphone did put out a Iomi signature as well. Um, Oh, shit, man. They have the ES-335 Blueberry Burst, the Epiphone model, which I do really like that fucking Blueberry Burst. <laughs> uh, now that, you know what, I could see myself at least maybe basically doing a trade for uh, my Noel Gallagher one for that ES-335 there. I wonder what pick pickups are in there. It doesn't really... I think it, there are any details on that on their webpage. I'm going to guess it's probably the Pro Bucker or the uh, much like the Noel Gallagher one, the uh, El Nico Classics, which I'm thinking of probably like the Pro Bucker better. I don't know. Uh, well, they got a fuck ton of Epiphone. <laughs> There's quite a few SGs. Damn it, I'm going to end up going there. There's an SG with the special P90s. Which that would definitely be one that would be uh fun to try out. There's uh FM casinos and casinos would be no oh is this a USA version? Holy shit! Cause this one's for a th a thousand, a little over a thousand. That might no that I mean generally the USA Epiphone versions run for over two grand, but that would be like brand new this may have been around for a while i wonder if that's a oh that's a that's a nice guitar i don't like the bridge but uh shit yeah just <laughs> again though i mean i could trade that that noel gallagher i that wouldn't and probably pay for the majority of it so that would be um definitely promising and I haven't uh, the only downside I think they might knock a little bit off because the case when I received it isn't that great um, yeah I don't see any Gibsons I don't think they have any Gibsons in stock that's a shame or it's maybe best that <laughs> might be best uh, um, yeah just looking at that stuff that was like oh this, this is problematic and uh I should just, you know, focus on, like, effects and everything. And I did think, though, I maybe I could just swap out pickups in that uh, Noel Gallagher and be a little bit more excited about that. Like, I, because Gibson on their website now has released a pickup shop. And uh, they have their uh, their pickups you can buy there. Not not every single one of them. I feel like like I know the Adam Jones uh, one they have in the standard. They made their own pickup for that one, whereas the custom shop had a Seymour Duncan, as well as the Epiphone has the Seymour Duncan. Um, but they made one to basically mimic a Seymour Duncan that they put in their standard, and they haven't released that on on their uh, website. Um, but they do have the Greeny Bucker. That is the uh, one that's in the uh, guitar now owned by Kirk Hammett. That. Uh, was uh, originally uh, owned by the Fleetwood Mac guitarist, um, what uh, Green, Peter Green, <laughs> and uh, then uh, the guy from Thin Lizzy, Gary Moore, uh, had it, and uh, quite the history of that. That's a epic guitar. 
but it's got a unique sound to it. And they did release the pickups for that guitar because they did a custom shop model on that. You can buy those pickups. That being said, I could just buy the pickups that Dave Grohl uses <laughs> and put that in my hollow body guitar. <laughs> and uh, maybe that would suffice. I don't know. As uh, <clears throat> Although I kind of feel like maybe I should just get rid of that, get that blueberry burst epiphone. Although I do like the, the, the look of the uh, wi- dark wine red on this guitar is pretty fantastic. As uh, I feel like I could just, just stop talking about guitars because like it's <laughs> giving me more bad ideas to spend money on. Just think about uh, being how scared I am of uh, shaving myself with a straight razor. That's something more of a... Uh, speaking of scared, I did take off for uh, Friday the 13th. There's a Friday the 13th in October. I think I meant, may have mentioned this before on a different episode. Um, I believe it's been approved. I'll be off that day. It is Friday the 13th in October. I mean, that's just like it doesn't get better for a Friday the 13th than having it in October. I mean, you're close to Halloween. Friday the 13th. I love me some Jason Voorhees. You know, fucking, fucking great. I'm going to have to watch some movies leading up to that. And since I've gone back and, and streamed a little bit on Twitch, I figure that day I'm going to be streaming the Friday 13th, the game. I haven't played the game in a long time now, several years, but I figure it might be pretty interesting to, uh, to stream that of course on Friday the 13th. And uh, I figure it'll be Friday the 13th. Probably not a whole lot of people are streaming Friday the 13th, the game. I might get one or two people to come watch. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I, f- I feel like that'll be that'll be interesting, um, which leads me to uh, the... Uh, question what's going on with the movies and everything now that that lawsuit I'm pretty sure is wrapped up um let's see here there's there's news oh the Friday 13th franchise will I guess be on the HBO's thing in time for Friday 13th but I have all the movies anyway. I don't really need to uh, worry about that. <laughs> I have physical copies of Friday the 13th. You're goddamn right I do. I can watch any of them anytime. Um, do-do-do. This is uh, just where to stream them. Maybe I should put movies. Put new movie. What about that? New movie. Do, do, do. Yeah, there's a Friday 13th rights lawsuit explained. I'm not seeing anything. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. This is in June 7th. Here we go. This isn't the movies, but this is way more exciting. Speaking of Twitch and streaming games, this is according to Fangoria.com. So this should be a legitimate news source. 
Article by uh, Ryan Scott here. Sharpen the Machete, a new Friday 13th game is coming. Composer Harry Menfredini spilled the beans on the upcoming project. Fuck yes. It's been an awfully long time since we had much of anything to enjoy when it comes to Friday the 13th, in no small part due to the legal battle between original director Sean S. Cunningham and screenwriter Victor Miller. However, the dust is settling, and Jason motherfucking Voorhees is returning to us in various forms of media over the coming years. Case in point, it has been revealed that the machete-wielding slasher is getting a new video game. Fuck yes. Unfortunately, details are slim for now, but the information comes directly from longtime franchise composer Harry Manfredini, which I feel like I might be mispronouncing that, (laughs) who has composed the music for nearly every movie in the series since the 1980 original. Speaking to rely on... On horror, uh, Manfredini uh, revealed that a new Friday the 13th video game is in the works. No word on the studio developing the game, what platforms it will be available on, nor when can uh, when we can expect to play. He teased that it will feature more realistic-looking characters compared to 2017's Friday the 13th game, which was developed by Ilphonic and published by Gun Media, which I love that fucking game. Which uh, they, of course, worked on the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I haven't played in a couple of weeks now since I bought it. But I just don't think it's as good as the Friday the 13th game, honestly. But I, I, I haven't played it as much. That Friday the 13th game is so fucking good. Anyway, the report indicates neither the studio nor the publisher of that game will be involved. Well, that kind of kind of sucks, but I don't know. Maybe it's a better... Uh, I'll give it uh, I'll, I'll give it a go. Either way, uh, as this is an entirely new undertaking, uh, whatever the specifics, this is a pretty major development. Jason was tied up in legal red tape for years, preventing anything from happening with the franchise. Friday the 13th, the game, had to stop adding new content in 2018 due to those pesky legal issues. That's all changing, though. Not only do we have this mystery uh, game coming our way, but we've also got Peacock's prequel series, Crystal Lake, in the works from Hannibal's Brian Fuller, which I had heard about that in the past, but I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about it. Not going to lie, I'd forgotten about it. Um, the one thing we don't have is a new movie. Though with a game and a TV show on the way, that now feels closer to becoming a reality than it has in a very, very long time. In short, things are looking good. As for when we might learn about this game, it's worth noting that Summer Game Fest runs from June 7th through June 12th, which has come and gone (laughs) with various developers, publishers showcasing their games coming down the pipeline. So we could strong emphasis on could learn more in the coming days. If we're lucky, we did not spoiler alert. (laughs) This new Friday 13th game does not have a release date, but stay tuned as we'll bring you more details as they're made available. Please give me more details. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to have to let Shelly know that about that one. That is, uh, uh, you know what? Fox didn't really bug me much, and his automatic feeder is going off now as it's two thirty uh, in the afternoon. His final meal of the day. Um, surprisingly, he was he was cool. He was cool that day. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, man, that is maybe I just need to. 
just need to uh shit man google search friday the 13th again i feel like i also probably need to just uh shit keep open fangoria i feel like that's i love i mean halloween's coming up i need to keep a tab left open on fangoria see what all the news is as uh let's see here new game yeah that's the latest article was the one from fangoria not seeing people are still selling the savini savini skin which you could only get that on the uh friday 13th the game if you would uh donate to the kickstarter Ugh, I fucking love that game, though. Fucking love it. But I will be streaming that game on Friday the 13th. I feel like I need to see if on Steam. I don't think they do. I don't think they have old NES games on Steam. I could be wrong on this. Pop it open real quick. I feel like... <laughs> uh, Holy shit, Call of Duty's been around for 20 years now. That's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. Um... <clears throat> do 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 steam come on steam come on steam here we go there's uh ooh yeah there's like up to 50% and more there's some at 67% on call of duty games but it's the older ones that you're getting the 67% <laughs> uh I I was uh, I would love to stream what I was going to get to. I, was, I would love to stream the original Friday the 13th, the game that is the NES version on Twitch. As uh, <laughs> I feel like that would be great. I don't, I don't think, I don't think they have any old NES games though. Uh, yeah, they just have. The OG, which you can still buy all the, uh, which fun fact on the, the old game is, uh, for only for $5 on Steam, if uh, which I have not, I do not have it on the PC. Got it on, on the PlayStation, which I downloaded already on my PS5, I'm pretty sure, as I had it on my PS4. Um... I'm sure there's got to be some way for me to download it like a ROM of Friday the 13th on on the old uh <clears throat> on the old PC here. Um let's see here. NES. Where do I get the ROMs, fuckers? Uh ba 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 online game. Here we go. There you go. NES online game. Yeah, there's places to get the ROMs on here. That would be interesting to do. Uh <laughs> uh, that would be interesting to do a stream of that. It's like I don't I don't think I would be that I'm gonna definitely do the one that came out in twenty seventeen. Um I don't I, I feel like I might have to do a ROM version. <laughs> as well just to toss it in there just to get a feel 
Uh, this is. Uh, I feel like I'd probably be more likely to pick up some uh, fan uh, people watching with uh, <laughs> doing that classic. Uh, yeah. There's uh, emulator games. I don't know how. I I mean I found it immediately. This will be this will be so good to play that. I remember that one being a real bitch, and I I kind of vaguely remember because I was fairly young at the time this was released. I don't remember what fucking year, but it was. I mean I was still fairly young, but uh, <laughs> getting a little freaked. I was scared per se, but just a little like, oh no, fuck, Jason's here because like he was so hard to beat in that game. <laughs> I was like, at least in the 2017 version, I mean, it is difficult to kill him, and uh, I think I'd help people kill him. Like it's a team effort; you got to do it in the in the uh, 2017 version. Like you really got to work together to be able to kill him. It's it's uh, I mean, you got to get his the sweater. Uh, from uh, his mom's sweater, and then uh, you have to have a machete. It's been a while. You gotta have uh, Tommy Jarvis. Has got to be the one to I think to actually cut his head off because you cut his head off with the fucking machete. So somebody's got to be Tommy Jarvis. The only way to be Tommy Jarvis is, is somebody has to come back as Tommy Jarvis. So somebody already has to have come back as Tommy Jarvis. You gotta have the sweater. And uh, you have to knock his mask off, too. And somebody has to have his mask in their inventory. So it's like a whole process, but, I mean, it's it's achievable. <laughs> but and also, I mean, it it's possible to stun Jason in that game and run away from him. It's, it's uh, you know, you can survive. I've won many a games on surviving. Um, I was only part of, like, maybe one ki- one or two kills on Jason. Um, I was not the one that got to chop his head off, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I participated though. I got the participation <laughs> trophy, <laughs> the original NES though, man, that motherfucker, he was, it was, it was a hard game. It was a hard game and, uh, it was hard to know, like the map was confusing. There was, there was a lot of stuff. I love the fucking music and shit to it though. And I think I'm going to, I might have to download this and then, uh stream that as well I'll do at least a little bit of a stream with that because I mean I'm off the whole day I do have to go to a dentist appointment though uh, originally I was gonna go on another day but they let me know that uh, I guess the uh, dental assistant that I had the appointment with uh, has uh, maternity leave um, or at least somebody else does They're, whatever happened somebody's on maternity leave I'm not they didn't I don't think they were very specific who it was but uh, they had to cancel my appointment that I did have because they were short-staffed. And the times I usually do it, I do my appointments after work, and that's, of course, the time everybody wants because they don't want to have to miss work. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, I had to reschedule, and I was just I had already had that day off. I'm like, fuck. So, but, uh, <clears throat> oh, 1986 was, fun fact, when that, I guess that game came out. Uh... Looks like, um, <clears throat> or maybe not. It had to be like 1980s at some point. 86. We'll go with 86. Anyway, yeah. Uh, 
I'll be going to a, a dental dentist appointment at like nine thirty that day <laughs> in the morning. And so I might still be kind of numbed up <laughs> for the for the broadcast. So I figure maybe like midday after lunch I'd probably probably be doing the the streaming on Friday the thirteenth. October, Friday the thirteenth, Clover Strife. All one word, Clover Strife on, on Twitch. I'll be I'll be rocking some Friday thirteenth. Hopefully I'll I'll get get this ROM up and working and do the uh the original along with the twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen. I think it was twenty seventeen. Yeah, any twenty seventeen version of the uh, Friday thirteenth the game. Which I fucking love that game. It's fucking fantastic. I had so much fun playing that game when I was like into it. Um I wish I would have gotten involved on the Kickstarter and gotten the Savini skin and been like on the early days <laughs> on the game. But I was, I mean, I got it fairly early on when the, the game came out, if I remember correctly, but I was definitely not involved in the Kickstarter. <sighs> but they, yeah, that being said, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. <laughs> oh man. I am. As long as I survive the straight razor, <laughs> I'll be ready to stream Friday the 13th. Uh, hopefully, I, uh, I figured the day, I'm off the day before that as well. And I'm, th- I was thinking about if I was going to go, so, you know, going back to guitars for a minute. Maybe that'll be the day that I, that I uh, actually go and maybe try out one of those SGs. I don't think I'll be making an appointment to go try that Tony Iommi one out. I feel like if you gotta call a place and make an appointment to tr- to see a guitar, that there there is the expectation that you are gonna buy said guitar, and I cannot buy that guitar at the moment. So maybe they'd make me a deal that I couldn't refuse. You know, maybe maybe if I trade in that Noel Gallagher, they'll knock the price down quite a bit and be a little bit more reasonable. I don't know. But uh, if if I do anything like that, I should at least I should at least go to River City first and try one of their uh, SGs, like with the P90s on it. And get uh, because that's I mean the P90s are what's what's in the IOMI. So I'd get kind of an idea of it before I make some awful decisions. <laughs> uh, I f- man, it's great. Like my throat's been a lot better lately. <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the I've quit really almost entirely using sunscreen. Although I I have a sunscreen that's not from work, and I put just a little bit on my a little parts of my face before going into uh to work, and uh, not on my neck. And I cover my neck now. And uh, I I think it was part of the issue is like a muscle thing because I'm constantly lifting a lot of steel over my head and throwing it down into a jig. And the way I think I constrict my muscles when I'm doing that fucks up with my my throat a lot. I don't know. I've had a lot of theories. <laughs> and I've adjusted some things. And uh, my voice seems fine right now. I've been talking for well over an hour. And so I uh, like that's a that's a plus side. Um which means it means I'm ready to stream <laughs> on Twitch. Uh that's gonna be the day I think that's gonna be the day I actually get some followers, some le- I mean legit ones, not hopefully people that are just trying to sell me shit. Um, 
So I'm like, man, I'm looking forward to that, uh, the the streaming on there. And uh, yeah, that's really all, really all I've got, I guess. As uh, I I wish there was more news to say about that new Friday Thirteenth game. I was unaware of till doing that Google search a minute ago that there was even talks of it. So knowing that there's new game, like I'm optimistic about it. I'm optimistic, but then again, like what are they going to do? Because I mean, it's going to have to be totally different. If if it's a different total person doing the game, like company doing it, like I would assume that they're going to have a different style game. I would assume, but I mean, it's what else are you going to do but like like a survival horror game? I thought Gun Media and Ilphonic did a great job at that. Just a fucking awesome job at that game. You could tell that they fucking love Friday 13th. The love that they had for that. I mean, you feel that. You play that game. And if you're a fan of the Friday 13th series, I mean, you go in, they got the virtual cabin, they tell you all the facts about the movies and shit, and the, the characters that, that they put in there. Uh,. Like in the uh, downloads and stuff, like man, they get they do some. They they went back and got you know some some fan favorites, <laughs> and stuff from the you know, franchise, and uh, man, I mean, I definitely got the feeling they really loved Friday the Thirteenth. Man, they it seemed there was a lot of TLC put into that game, and. Uh, Man, it, it was just it was just a pleasure to play that game, and it's like I don't know, I don't I know nothing about this new version. I hope that just whoever puts it out is it's got just half of what passion for Friday Thirteenth that uh, that the folks over at Gun Media and Elphonic had. Because if you, if you don't, I mean, you're just a lot of let's face it, like a lot of games <laughs> that are based off movies. Going back to ET on the Atari, are shit. <laughs> but that I mean, it was a, it was an Atari game. There most Atari game. Let's face it, most Atari games were shit. But it's just been uh, a thing that uh, if you put out a game that's based on a movie, that there's just not that much effort put into it. That it's really throw a game out quickly. And monetize off the fact that it's, you know, James Bond or whatever. It's fucking Friday the 13th. We're going to just capitalize off that fact. We're just selling a known uh, entity. And we don't have to put much effort into it. Um, I hope that's not the case. I I genuinely hope that it's it's worth uh, my hard-earned money to spend on. But... Uh, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on all of that news, especially as we get closer to Friday the 13th. I, I'm going to guess that they, they release something that day that they give some kind of news. Um, obviously, uh, we don't even know what company is putting out this game. I'm going to guess that there's going to be some kind of, Info coming out about it from Friday the 13th. It's Friday the 13th in October. How can they not? They got to tease this. As, uh, I mean, if you can do any good marketing, maybe they should, <laughs> maybe Gibson should be doing <laughs> the new Friday the 13th game. They're really good at marketing. Cesar, 
tease that shit on Instagram. Come on. <laughs> Even if he's, you know, a Gibson's not making video games, but you know, he might be friends with whoever's making it. And if so, tease that shit on your Instagram, dude. Come on. Help me out. Help a brother out. <laughs> with that, uh, with that out of the way, I, I am going to call it a night, uh, or day rather. It's not night yet. But uh, I do need to go to the gas station. And, uh, man, I could, uh, I am getting r- uh, rather hungry as well and uh, need to uh, consume some food. So I guess, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.